This is episode 158 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's articles are peanut butter as a survival food, protein packed in the pantry, and choosing a good sleeping bag for after Teotihuacan. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, this is the Friday podcast, so uh, very excited to make it another week with you. Uh, we have some great articles here. Uh, peanut butter, who does not lo- Well, I know there might be some of you who do not love peanut butter. Uh, I, I do. I love peanut butter. We stock peanut butter in our pantry. And then because it's Friday, we normally do uh, an archived article from, um, from the Tag Cloud in, uh, at Prepper website. And you, anybody actually can go there. So if you're ever researching an article uh, that pertains to preparedness and you're wanting to um, make sure that that article, you just don't want to go to Google because Google will you know, bring up anything, you can go to the top right corner of uh, the front page of Prepper website and uh, you can do the little drop down menu and go to prepping or research prepping topics and that will take you to the tag cloud so every tag that is tagged there uh, has an article that was posted on Prepper website and so you know you're pretty much dealing with all preparedness websites there sometimes uh, you know we link to other things that are that are uh, of interest but for the most part those are all preparedness uh, articles and, and websites and so you know you don't have to sh- sift through all the Google stuff to get to it and so uh, we threw threw up the question on the Facebook group you know what would you like to uh, see possibly and there was two things uh, really that came up it was like winter preparing for winter and shelter during the winter time and then uh, sleeping bags and um, I think winter preparing for winter is a very very important topic and I want to be able to cover that just a little I want to go a little bit further down uh, you know, get a little bit closer to winter. I, although I know some of you uh, up north who are listening are already kind of experiencing uh, winter conditions up there. Uh, but I just want to go a little bit further uh, along in the calendar before we get to that one. Uh, but I think that's important too. So we'll, we will cover that one. But this time uh, we're going to be looking at uh, sleeping bags for Teotihuacan. And uh, so let's go ahead and get started on this podcast, uh, on the Friday podcast. Um, Again, like I said, the first article comes to us from TruePrepper.com, and it's peanut butter as a survival food, protein packed in the pantry. Let's go ahead and start. Peanut butter may have been patented in Canada first, but it is an American staple. Peanut butter has a long shelf life, a storied history, and is full of nutrients great for survival. As an added bonus, it tastes pretty darn good, too. You may ask, if it's so good for you, why do they put it in candy? And I can't answer that. All I can tell you is that peanut butter is part of my long-term food storage plan, and you should consider adding it to yours if you haven't already. The various types of peanut butter. Peanut butter is easy to get a hold of in various sizes and even various types. If you are looking to store in your pantry, you can go grab a jar of Jif at your local supermarket or get a powdered mix from a survival food supplier. If you need it on the go, there are bars available and pouches to store in your bug-out bag. My first experience with peanut butter pouches was with MREs, and it's one of the better finds you can get for food on the go. Just be sure to keep your stockpile away from your kids. And there's uh, one of those funny little uh, GIF graphics there where uh, uh, a sister, an older sister, is putting peanut butter, rubbing peanut butter all over her uh, little brother. A quick history of peanut butter. 
I was taught in school that George Washington Carver invented peanut butter. A quick Google these days disproves this and shows that the Aztecs may have been the first to use peanut butter as a toothache remedy. The history of peanut butter, and there is a, a link there that you can go check out. Uh, Carver did write a book in 1960 that sounds like a chore to read, How to Grow the Peanut and 105 Ways of Preparing It for Human Consumption. This was not the first introduction to peanut butter by a long shot since Dr. Ambrose Straub patented a peanut butter making machine in 1903. Peanut butter was sold as a snack food and as a health rehab food since it could be eaten without chewing early on. The crunchy versus smooth debate started early on with crunchy peanut butter first made by Skippy in 1932. Hey, just want to go back on that uh, Carver George Washington Carver. I remember uh, Ms. Zock reading uh, a book by George Washington Carver when I was in second grade and have always tried to find a really good uh, you know, book, uh, an adult book, I guess. But uh, really, that was a God thing, uh, the thing about the peanut butter. Uh, or the peanut, and so uh, you know he was talking to the he was praying, and he uh, you know he his thing was you found all these things with just this with just the peanut, and uh, you know he, he just really thought that God had given him all those things and revealed Himself in in the fact that you can do all these things with just a peanut butter or a peanut. I'm sorry, and uh, you know how many more items are there in the world that uh, can be used in so many different ways. So I uh, always remember that about George Washington Carver. Uh, what's in peanut butter? Peanuts, of course. Seriously, though, peanut butter is chock full of survival must-haves for your body, including protein, fat, and calories. Two tablespoons of peanut butter, this is 32 grams, will typically contain 188 calories, 16 grams of fat, 8 grams of protein, and 6 grams of carbohydrates. It has also it also contains the following nutrients, sodium, potassium, dietary fiber, sugar, calcium, iron, vitamin B6, magnesium, phosphorus, niacin, vitamin E. Most of the fat content in peanut butter is monosaturated fat, which is much better for your heart. Natural and organic peanut butters usually contain less sugar and sodium, but be sure to check the label anyway if that's a concern. Why use peanut butter as a survival food? Filling your pantry with jars of peanut butter might not be the best idea, but having it available in your stockpile is pretty smart. The shelf life of peanut butter bought at the grocery store and stored in a cool, dry environment is usually five years. Most people already buy peanut butter at the grocery store, so this makes an easy food to, to backstock in your pantry. Just buy a few more than usual on your next trip and rotate your stock as you go through the jars. Powdered peanut butter can last up to 15 years on your shelf if you keep it in a cool, dry pantry. It takes a little longer to prepare, but the longer shelf life and reduced storage space can make it make it worth looking into. I never, I, I have never uh, used powdered peanut butter before, ever. But I'm wondering. I guess you can make it thicker or a little bit more runnier, uh, you know, if you're adding water to it. So uh, that might be interesting to to look into. Uh, how to make a peanut butter survival bar. If you are looking for something on the go, a bar high in calorie content is pro in protein is always a good choice. Instructable has a pretty good write-up on an easy high-calorie survival bar with peanut butter as the main ingredient. They are, pretty, they are pretty tasty as opposed to hardtack, and a few squares can provide enough calories to get you through the day. Check it out if you are looking for a good mobile peanut butter recipe. Easy peasy high calorie survival bar. And there's a link there uh, if you're interested in that one. 
If you are like me and avoid the kitchen most times, you can find mass-produced energy bars with plenty of peanut butters in them. The final word. Keeping food with long shelf lives and good nutrients back stocked in your pantry is easy and makes sense. Food with high protein and calories by weight makes for a good survival food option on the go. Peanut butter fits both these roles and easy and is easy to eat without utensils. As long as you aren't smacking your lips, it makes for a stealthy food option as well. The point is, keeping a good variety of food and nutrients in your food storage plans for both your pantry and your bug out bag. Keep exploring, stay prepared, and be safe. There's a comment here in the comment section. Uh, someone is saying that they're, you know, they're eating, uh, they're eating uh, Smucker's peanut butter from 2007, and uh, you know, no issues at all. Uh, and of course, it's 10 years old. I do agree, peanut butter is going to last a little bit longer than just the five years. Uh, but you know, you just need to, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, you need to think that through. Um, we do have when I put together some um, uh, some of my of our own MREs for our for our uh, bags. I did include peanut butter, and uh, I think it was Skippy, maybe it was Jiffy. I, I can't remember what which one it was. Had the little peanut butter cup, so it wasn't pouches, uh, but there were peanut butter cups that you could get. And so I included those in there because I mean that's you know, the food. It you know, because it's so thick, it'll it'll stick to you and make you feel a little bit more full. So I think that's something that uh, you definitely need to include in your uh, in your preps. And so when you're talking about you know like we talked about yesterday, we uh, the the bannock bread or the Indian bread. And so you have a little bit of bread and you have a little bit of peanut butter. Man, you uh, you got yourself a, a nice little survival meal there going on. So anyway, uh, go check that out. That's at TruePrepper.com, uh, and uh, there's some links there. And especially one that I'm I'm definitely interested in is the the Easy Peasy High Calorie Survival Bar because I do I do love peanut butter. All right, so I've already talked a little bit about our next article, and uh, you know it's Friday. This is an archived article. This is back from November 2015. Uh, it is choosing a good sleeping bag for after Tiatwaki. And so uh, if you're going to spend the money to buy a bag, there's just so many different variables out there. I know uh, I have purchased sleeping bags before and you go to the sporting goods store and you just see all kinds of things. And then, you know, one of the things is that you don't, you know, is the, the information that they're providing for you, is it true and accurate? You, you want to go test it out. And so I really uh, like this article here, and you might be interested in this one if you're in, um, you know, if, if you're looking for a good sleeping bag. So let's get started on this one. These last few days, I have been giving some thoughts to sleeping bags. Now, whether you bug in or bug out, a sleeping bag can be your best friend in winter. If you are stuck in a cold home with little heat or have to bug out in the winter, you will want to sleep as warm and comfortable as possible. Now, there are a few things that you need to take into consideration when choosing a sleeping bag. First, what type of winter weather are you dealing with? In my area, if I go 20 miles downhill to the west, the temperature will be relatively moderate, rarely going below freezing, but with rain and lots of people. If I go uphill to the east, I can be facing heavy deep snow and freezing temperatures. 40 or 50 miles to the east, the snow can be 5 or 6 foot deep. Second, are you carrying your sleeping bag? Weight rapidly becomes a factor. Third, how much can you afford to spend? If money was no object, I would go with Wiggy's sleeping bag. I consider them the finest on the market. Wiggy's manufactures a wide variety of sleeping bags and sleep systems that covers from plus 25 degrees Fahrenheit to minus 60 degrees Fahrenheit. 
A Wiggy Sleeping System will keep you warm and dry, but they are not very light when it comes to weight. They can weigh up to 7 pounds or more. Personally, although, I have a number of sleeping bags, I will probably be using the U.S. Military 4-part modular sleep system. This is a bit on the heavy side, but I am not planning to carry it far. Being a modular unit, it covers from plus 50 degrees Fahrenheit through minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit. I have found it comfortable and it can be purchased reasonably. I have been able to find the complete system new in the package for as little as $80. U.S. Military 4-part modular sleep system is in the stuff sack. I, I'm sorry, I think that belonged to the... Um, it's a piece of uh, text that got uh, pushed to the side. I believe it was the um, the picture was referring to the picture here. I like the bivy cover, which is made from waterproof moisture vapor permeable material. I have slept out in the rain in mine over the over on the coast and have woke up to find myself laying in an inch of water and still warm and dry. The downside to the system is its size and weight. The system weighs about 11 pounds and consists of an inner bag, an outer bag, and bivy sack and of these can be used individually. The fourth component is the stuff sack. The upside is that because it consists of an inner and outer bag, you don't have to carry the entire system, just take the parts you need. Because the choice of a sleeping bag is a very personal thing, here are a number of things for you to take into consideration when choosing yours. Many of the typical backpacking sleeping bags are designed only for occasional use. While they are light in weight, you need one that is sturdy enough to last for a long period of time under rough usage. Goose down is lighter, compresses easier, and is warmer by weight. However, if it gets wet, it is useless. In extreme colds, your body releases moisture as you sleep, so a down bag can get wet from the inside even when it's protected from the outside elements. Because of the amounts of rain we get in some seasons, I have avoided goose down. Some of the newer installations, such as Lamolite or PolarGuard 3D, will still retain some warmth when wet. Getting to a dry sleeping bag with wet or damp clothing on is one mistake that often causes people a good night's sleep. Check the stitching. The thread should be of good quality and the tubes should be overlapping so that the stitching does not go all the way through the bag wall, creating cold spots. And there are some uh, graphics here of that. Make sure or of layers of the sewing sewing layers here. Make sure the bag has a sturdy zipper and a draft tube along the entire length of zipper. Consider an outward waterproof moisture vapor permeable shell for your bag. Be sure that the shell you purchase will breathe enough to allow body moisture to escape. Whatever type of bag you choose, the bottom line is to take it out and use it, and I mean more than once or twice. The bag that looks and sounds so good in the store may be very uncomfortable. The temperature ratings that are given with the bags I have found to be unreliable. A lot depends on your metabolism. Whatever type of sleeping bag you get, don't forget a good p pad to go underneath it. The sleep system that you choose can have a big effect on your health and morale. One last suggestion. Don't forget about garage sales. Every year I pick up a few extra sleeping bags for pennies on the dollar. If you have extra, you can always help others, and you might just find one that you love. All right, uh, there's a couple of uh, uh, a couple of comments here that you might want to go check out. Uh, again, uh, the modular sleeping bag, you know, the, the, he got it for eighty dollars. Some people might say that's a lot for a sleeping bag, but really, when you consider it, um, you're getting a lot of sleeping bag there, and uh, one that can scale up or down as you as you need it for the different weather. I would love to find a source for uh, 
you know, for good sleeping bags, uh, for the modular sleep sets that are brand new. I mean, that was the thing. He found his brand new. And not ones that are replicas, right, uh, or cheap, you know, Chinese or, or whatever knockoffs, but ones that are legit military uh, modular uh, sleep systems. Uh, you know, often you can find them on eBay and stuff like that. But uh, if someone has a good, other than going to like an army surplus store or whatever, if you have a good resource for that, hey, be sh sure to share it on one of our comments so that I can uh, pass that along to everybody and uh, give, uh, give that information out there. Um, one of the things in the article, it mentioned about a, a, sleep, uh, a sleeping pad. And not too long ago, I was, uh, I was contacted uh, for, a, to, for a guest post over on uh, Ed That Matters. And uh, they they did this great guest post. Uh, James sent this, did this great guest post on sleeping pads, and uh, you know went into some really great detail and uh, you know information that might be interesting to you. So if you are looking to start camping, if you are looking for a sleep system, if you're looking for uh, you know that that ability to have um, the whole package. So if uh, you know if, if it was for camping or if it was for when you know the poop hit the fan, uh, you might want to go read that uh, article on uh, sleeping pads. And I'm I'm going to uh, the name of the article is sleeping when your life depends on it. Selecting the best air pad or air mattress for a bug out situation. So I'm going to go ahead and um, include that in the show notes if you're interested in, in uh, getting a little bit more information on that. Um, James always, when he writes an article, he always puts a lot of detail in there. And so you'll get a lot of great information on that one if that's something that's interesting to you. All right. So, uh, again, uh, this this podcast is a little bit shorter than normal, a lot shorter than normal. Uh, and I did mention that I will share why that's the case. Um, I'm going to share that on the Monday podcast. So um, just, uh, just FYI, just to let you know that. Uh, but I do appreciate you hanging in there with me this week. Uh, it's been a great week, a lot of great articles, and hopefully uh, you, you've been able to uh, either go read them or listen to them. Um, I do appreciate everybody's support of the podcast. Hey, if you get a chance, come and connect with me on, uh, on one of the comments, uh, you know, on one of the episodes, uh, show notes at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. Uh, you can pretty much leave it on any episode. Maybe there was a, an episode that really uh, hit home with you, and you can share that information, or you just want to connect. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, don't forget about the Facebook group and uh, to come over there, and also the email list. I'd love to have uh, you as a part of that. Um, it's, uh, that list is growing pretty rapidly. I was, I'm pretty surprised, um, which is which is good and which is bad. <laughs> it's it's good in the fact because I appreciate everybody's support and people are joining it especially because you get to be part of the you get automatically enrolled in the in the free e-course uh, but it it is this the bigger the bigger email list brings more added costs so that's something that uh, we're going to eat uh, with uh, with prepper website so uh, but for right now th that's great so uh, just I love all the support out there well I hope you have a opportunity to go out this week, this weekend, and get some fresh air and uh, get some things done and maybe add to your preps, uh, your uh, so, uh, your self-reliance in, in one way or the other, whether it's learning and you're, you're filling your mind, but also uh, getting out there and accomplishing something, getting some skills under your belt, uh, practicing. Uh, it's always, always a good thing to do. All right. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware.
peace.